Hello and welcome to another episode of the Crazy Waffle Podcast. Today you'll be listening to myself, Mark Hirons, and Lisa Jacobs from the Netherlands. On the show today we're talking all about design agencies, how you can get hired. Lisa gives some great portfolio advice. Lisa gives tips, tricks and insights into how an agency works and what it's like to work in one. And if you're a younger designer listening to this or you're looking to get into a design agency, leave a comment down below on YouTube or message us on Instagram at Creative Waffle or message Lisa Jacobs at Lisa Jacobs Design. I'm sure we'll be more than happy to offer a bit more advice and answer any questions that you have. So without further ado, let's get into the podcast. And there we go. Welcome back to the podcast. Hi, how are you? Yeah, doing well, doing well. So can we talk today about agencies, uh, social media, uh, portfolios and advice for young people and um, just basically everyone really understand why you went into an agency and then... Okay, so um, right now I'm working at the agency since March, um, which is doing pretty good. The reason that I went to work into an agency was to gain more experience, uh, more in the commercial way to how to gain clients, how to deal with clients. Really had to think in a more commercial way about your designs as well, and just gaining more experience in all kinds of uh, designs and different kinds of clients. And uh, yeah, that's going pretty well. It's a very busy time of the year right now because uh, you know with Christmas everybody needs their Christmas uh, you know marketing out there, and uh, there are a lot of like bigger companies that are like oh wait we have a ton of more marketing budget left for this year let's just you know Splash put it, it all there. yeah just like get all of let's get all kinds of stuff that we really don't need but otherwise they will they will shorten it on our budget next year so so that's a lot of uh the kind of projects that you get at the end of the year but uh eventually it's it's always a challenge to get uh and it's a nice thing to have the challenge to get something nice out of there but uh are they fun yeah, i mean because because like there's people splashing out at the end of the year they just sort of want to spend it on anything they must give you quite a lot of creative freedom to do that yeah i mean it's uh sometimes it, it can be like about everything sometimes it's uh money to do rebrand or something for their website or a crazy christmas card or a whole campaign or you know anything and um yeah i think that they uh they are Pretty much open for for other ideas as well when mm. you uh, so how long have you been at the agency sorry i've missed it uh since march this march. year so it's almost uh almost a year now i i think like i'm thinking about it more and more lately to do uh some more freelancing or maybe ever uh, if i ever go like full-time into freelance but i feel like i can learn so much more before fully committing to that um, in a way that I can really um, be unique in my in my field when I do that. So I try to kind of pick everyone's brain as much as I can before uh, making a decision like that. But like we talked about it before, I am right now into a position where I want to um, put myself out there professionally better so I can slowly start doing that. So. Yeah, so so freelance stuff. You plan on doing that more on the side. Lots of stuff going on. Um, so how how do you think the the agency stuff has helped? What was like been your biggest takeaway? I think the one thing that I, I I learned so much about other than you know just design stuff was 
how to gain clients, how people actually uh, get big projects uh, into the agency, how they talk to customers, um, you know, how to do all these kind of things. And then also how, you know, how to initiate things that it's not just, um, of course, you know, you should always come up with new ideas towards your clients, but to be very, like, to think very critical about what they ask from you in a way, mm -hmm. to kind of learn to think that way. I think it's, it's, it's more of like a mindset that I'm learning, right. a way of thinking than really a skill, I guess you could say. Yeah, yeah. And I think that comes with uh, just being in the agents, just being around people that have, have learned it already and just um, being around more experienced people. Exactly, yeah. Cool. How did you get the job and, and what did you put in your portfolio and what did you show them what they like? So actually they had a vacancy, that's what we call it in English, vacancy, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they had that online and um, so I didn't ha actually have a decent portfolio like at the time. So what I did was I just wrapped up something very quickly in InDesign and sent that over, but it in all fairness like the way that i constructed it was shit like honestly but it was more that i tried to highlight my my work with a lot of visuals and a lot of um like how i designed uh, everything the process towards it which eventually is something that they really appreciated so really show them the way that you think about and how you go into a project so they understand the way that you handle things. Right. And yeah, eventually I, um, I, I got invited for a talk, for an interview. And I remember actually the first thing that the guy that was interviewing me, uh, I walked in, into the office and the first thing he asked me was my Instagram strategy because <laughs> he was searching me online and he found my Instagram and he was like, what is your strategy? Talked about a little bit about it with him. But I think that they liked that I was doing a lot about personal branding online mm. as well. So I think that that is always a good thing to take into account when you're searching for a job or something else. So, so someone's looking for their first uh, agency job and their first first portfolio, they, they haven't got one yet. What what did what sort of stuff would you put into it if you if you were doing yours again? And uh, what sort of what sort of pages did you put into it? What would you write about the meaning and, and getting the thoughts and your process in there? Because it's quite hard to get that across in just pictures. Well, I think it's it's funny you ask because, like I said, right now I'm doing that process all over again. So the things that I've learned during the during this like past year, I'm putting that into a new portfolio and I think the one that like the things that I learned from that that I'm doing differently right now is that I I always work in um, in the in the same structure to explain things for every single project so I have a summary of what this uh, what this company is about what makes them unique um, uh, a little bit more of insight about the project itself and then the objective and the solution. So really stating the problem and how you so try to solve it. And then not just putting your, you know, your logo design or your business card design and everything out there, but really the full, uh, the full pack on how you did it and more sketches and, mm. you know, where they can, where they can actually see the projects 
um, being used so that they actually know it's real and not just a case study. But I also use case studies in my portfolio. So that's, I think it's nice to have a, like a big variety of things that you do. Because personally, I also, uh, I'm also now working with um, web design, like all, like tons of things. So to also have a variety on how, like what you what you can do yeah show everything yeah yeah what what sort of stuff like the sketches and that um we talked a bit about it before on, on social media on instagram about showing your process and it doing really well on social media everyone likes to see that behind the process everyone likes to see the sketches in the portfolio itself how are you how are you laying out and how are you showing all the sketches and the whole process yeah so it's basically like how i do it on my instagram feed right but since like usually i also use video in my um on my instagram feed but i don't have that so i try to complement my like the text where i try to explain it i try to complement that with parts of the sketches that i use or like uh, before and after for example like a like a s simple sketch and an advanced sketch and then maybe also some other sketches that i try for alternatives so so how, what what goes through your mind in the meeting when they're asking you about the project and you and you're getting nervous have you got any interview tips or any advice you give people do you ever get nervous in interviews? No, I think, you know, I think the, because I got also a lot of feedback from my interview, how, uh, how I answered my questions and all those things. Um, the, the thing is that, especially when you're going into an agency and you're a starting graphic designer, is that they will be able to see things um, in your portfolio and, you know, you can't try to fool them. What I uh, usually do is use mock-ups in my portfolio to kind of explain about if uh, a certain concept was actually produced, if, how it would look like. But they can see right through that. They know it's a mock-up. They know it's not actually produced. So they're going to start asking questions about this project in this way. Just be blatantly honest and tell them why you decided to visualize it the way that you did in your portfolio because they will know what 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 like what you're doing and you know if you're trying to fool them in a way because especially if you're working with people that are you know interviewing you that are already having 10 years of experience they can see right through you so just be blatantly honest and tell them about your your visions and how you see design i think that that is the main thing yeah that worked for me <laughs> yeah i mean for me, every um, decision that you make in a, in a design should have a good reason, mm. like an actual concept behind it about why you did it, why something is a specific color, why something has rounded corners or sharp edges or, you know, those type of things. And if your project projects are like watertight in that way, they're like closed, then, then there's nothing that can go wrong. They will really, really admire that if you can explain those things. The differences, I think, what makes a good designer. And how, how long should a portfolio be, roughly? How many projects should you include? Right now, I'm around five or six. I wouldn't usually put in more to the ones that you sent out. I think the advantage of uh, the position where I'm in is that I have a ton of stuff 
that I'm going to put on Instagram and on Dribble and all that stuff. So I really just kind of pick the best ones out there. I put that on my website or my uh, offline portfolio. And from within those platforms, I, uh, I can send people to the other platforms where they can see more if they're interested. Or really take the best stuff that you have ever made and then just put that into your portfolio. Nice. Yeah. What's your thoughts on, on the agencies at the moment? And do you recommend people go and work in one before they go freelance? I think there's a big difference. Uh, it, it really depends on where you're at because something that I've really noticed over the past year is that probably the way that things are designed very different in the Netherlands than uh, somewhere else. I've actually, I, I think they actually talked about this on a big branding event in Amsterdam last year where they discussed that uh, social proof is uh, actually the most important aspect of a good design rather than customer experience. Whereas in, for example, America or England or wherever, that's usually the other way around. I think our agencies are a lot more uh, focused on being like giving practical solutions to their clients instead of really building on customer experience. Right. So in that way, your role as a designer within the agency can be really different than what you'd expect when you go online or when you look on Instagram, for example. But as far as it goes for freelancing, I think the knowledge that I've gained over the past year comparing to when I started there is tremendous. And I wouldn't change it for the world. I think, you know, there's some people that go freelancing immediately and they nail it and they're they're awesome at it they're good at it and you know go for it if you feel like uh that's what you should do for me personally it works better to do it this way so mm. it, it really depends i think on your knowledge and uh where you want to go because it also very big difference i think for designers that go freelancing and to an agency is that when you're going freelancing usually it's good if you are very specified in your own style in your own you know, you have your own thing, basically. Yeah, I know what you mean. Is, yeah, and when you're going to an agency, they usually ask for more of a common thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, they so, want to be. You want these to be flexible, don't they? You want to, you want to, they want you to be, uh, be able to design a lot of things. Exactly. Yeah, because usually when uh, when you're going freelancing, it's easy to get clients that come to you because they know exactly what they're going to get from you. So that is why uh, people probably like Bookstrader, the illustrator, that yeah. uh, friend of mine. Yeah, he he's going to get a lot of clients that know exactly what they're going to get because he has a very specific style. And that goes for a lot of graphic designers on Instagram as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And do you think that the building up your, of your um, Instagram page helped you get the job? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Because it shows a certain, like a certain boldness as well. Right. And the personal branding, uh, the way that you get marketing, like the sense of marketing in a way as well. Um, and that most of all, I think what they also told me is that you really get um, the feeling that it's not just that I do this out of profession, but that it is really my passion that I'm doing this in my free time. 
which is why they were more eager, I think, to hire someone like that. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So, so what about other agencies? Did you before you got the job? Did you look at any other agencies, or was this your first pick? No, I actually had an interview with someone else that was more of a design agency. Right now, I work at more of a marketing agency, but they uh, weren't able to offer me a full time job. It was only part time, and I had another few other applications open but they were on the other side of the country because there are not a lot of agencies where i live so eventually that didn't really work eventually because i I decided i didn't want to move just yet so that was a little bit stupid from me totally sorted itself out didn't it yeah that's cool that's cool yeah Uh, but it's also good i think to just you know even if you're you're not gonna uh, especially if you're like just uh, just graduated or just starting in design or whatever and you build a portfolio just apply for things even if you're not willing to take the job but just so you can see how people are going to respond mm. to your work when you send it out I think that that was a really interesting experiment what I did back then so you have some good yeah. feedback from those other people yeah I actually yeah because you can uh, you know they tell you when you're when you get rejected they tell you why so for example i was rejected at another agency because they wanted something uh, they wanted someone with more packaging design uh, experience which i didn't have Mm. so i started to really uh read into that and then um someone else they wanted maybe uh to uh, have someone that is also uh working with motion design for example i don't know but then you know you just kind of like start reading into different things so you can use that in your next interview like hey i know i I know some basic knowledge about all these things um so i can help you guys with that besides the fact that i'm a professional graphic designer i don't know because that's always a plus i think going to an agency absolutely so when we last talked to you you were just about to go into the agency i think so what were you doing before that Were were you working for yourself still or were you well i can't remember what you were doing i was doing a combination of freelancing and i was a graphic designer at a startup accelerator so yeah it was it was i think it was more of a desktop publishing job because i was mostly making stuff in their visual identity uh which is one of the reasons why i left because i wanted to be more uh challenged yeah and that was i think the first job that i had since i graduated college so so it was, yeah. what was the reason you went to an agency rather than saying, okay, now it's time to go freelance just because you didn't feel like you had enough experience or, or what was, or was it? Yeah. I like at the time I was really doubting between the two. Um, so I kind of made a, a pact with myself, like, like an ultimatum with myself that either I was going to find a job within, uh, I don't know, say a, a month or six or something, or I was going to try to build out that, freelance um that freelancing job and turned out that the first one was the case so like the former was the case so that's what i've been doing right now and uh, yeah i think that's that's been a good decision sometimes i would think like you know it would have been like sometimes working hours or the stress or whatever would have been easier if i was a freelancer but i wouldn't change it for now at least yeah, I mean, you've got, you've got the experience. I think that's the main thing that a lot of people miss out on. And I've, I've sort of missed out on. Uh, you, you get the learning off other people. 
just just being next to the guy who's who, like you say has had 10 or more years experience and can just, and can just like look at your screen and say oh, okay this is this should be better this way and, and just giving you advice all the time is, is really handy i had a taste of that but um for six months when i was working uh, i did an internship but uh but yeah after that uh, I, I, I sort of tried to go on my own so yeah but it's was, it was, it was good um but i think like you say it comes down to self-awareness if you feel like you're ready enough for it or you, you feel like you don't really want to work at a job for nine to five or, or whatever hours it is and sit there and, and do the same thing each day. Um, and that's, that's totally up to you. I think it's, it comes down to that self-awareness that you should have. So, so going from an agency, what, what did you said earlier on? What, what did you think about them, them getting working? How did you, how did they get working? How did the agency get working? So right now that agency that I work at, they already exist for 25 years. So they have a pretty big client base history, but sometimes it's just like uh, people talking to each other, recommending us. But sometimes, for example, we had like the account managers that really get the client in. They like, I, I remember one time coworker was doing that he got a view on or a connection or something on LinkedIn, but never a message. And then what he automatically does when that happens is that he sends a message like, Hey, I saw that you looked at my profile or you connected me. Uh, maybe you want to have a drink sometime. Maybe we can uh, help each other out uh, with anything, you know, and out of that, you know, a huge project, uh, eventually got into our agency so it can be really that simple eventually so I think that that was like it's, it's really the little things of connecting and um, we also do a lot of pitches for but those are mostly for bigger companies for bigger projects so they ask us to pitch and then we have for example a week to build uh, a concept around a certain problem we pitch that and then we either get the project or we don't and we move on to the next one so with the pitching how does that work so you pitch like a little bit of the projects and then you if you get it you would do the rest of it or or is it a completely different design well there are different kinds of pitches sometimes we have to um uh kind of brainstorm against other agencies in a room right. and then see who comes with the best ideas that's sometimes that's very unusual but that's not what sometimes happens um, but usually what happens is they present us with a problem and then we, uh, kind of build our solution around it. So that can be a new brand that can be a campaign that can be a website or anything like that. So we build ourselves a presentation, um, with, uh, all of the new visuals that we want to incorporate to give them an idea of what this solution would look like. Um, and we present that to them um, with all kinds of other elements in there that they uh, understand really what what the plan is and then also yeah. a planning with that of how we were going to execute that if we got the job in uh, the time scale and nice. stuff like that so it's yeah it's I, I think that's kind of how they do it yeah do you think that works for freelancers as well or is it mainly just an agency thing it depends, I think, on how big the project is, because if you're doing a branding, for example, you're already laying out there everything uh, if you're going to pitch it, I think. But if you're doing a bigger project, then 
for example, a campaign, you're thinking of a campaign that you want to execute, then uh, doing a pitch like that is always going to help, I think, mm. for bigger projects, because you don't have to execute everything while still getting uh, feedback from your potential client and maybe getting the job there. And it's really showing, uh, it's really your opportunity to show how much, like how much initiative you can, you, you know, you have and how far you go, really. Is there, is there anything you struggle with uh, on a day to day at the agency? For me personally, it's the time, uh, the time, uh, you know, the time span of when yeah. things should uh, be done. Because of course, it's a commercial company, you can't spend tons of hours on a logo or a brand. And if it's just not working and you're spending hours on it, it can be very frustrating because eventually after so many hours working on that, your company is going to, uh, you know, not make any profit on it. So that can be very frustrating because it's like creativity under pressure, but eventually yeah. it's also good when you're going freelancing because you learn to come with uh, good ideas and executions before uh, spending tons of hours on it. So in very little time, I think that that's a pretty good thing to learn. So sort of sped up your process then, is it? It's sped up your thinking process and you, you've made you a bit quicker. Exactly. To come up with different uh, concepts sooner and easier. Yeah. Has there been any times where it's, it's really put you under too much pressure and then you, you can't come up with any ideas? Or is there any, any bad stories of when the client's not liked it and got the telling off or <laughs> <laughs> well it's very like our clients are very very different from each other right and of course we have days that you're just like more in like a production mode than really a creative mode you're always going to have that in an agency um but overall i think i mean once i had a project that was just so hard that I couldn't do anything, but then it's, you know, you have to uh, own up to it and then just ask your coworkers or gra other graphic designers for help in a way. That's what I did because I was working on this project for so long that I didn't have a fresh take on it anymore. Yeah. And that's when you really need some, some insight outwards. And I think that a lot of designers, find it a little bit hard to ask that because you feel like you fail, but I think it's a very important thing to learn to do. Yeah. yeah. Do you think they're more like, they're, they're quite willing to take it on as well. They're not, you know, they don't get worried about uh, their own work or, or maybe you do a work switch. How does that work? Do you, do you switch work or do you do their work for a bit or, cause if it's another yeah, project. Usually, yeah. yeah. Usually when, you know, when I was asking for somebody else to take, on a little bit of my work because it was uh, somewhat, you know, I wasn't figuring it out. We just switched some projects, but I think at the agency where I work, it's really more of a, a family kind of vibe. You know, if, okay. if one person is, is screwed then uh, and has to stay until late night to fix stuff, then we're all staying late to fix stuff. That's just how we do it without asking. Like, it is really cool that we're all that close and nobody's blaming anyone when that happens. That's just, that's just how we do it. I think that that's, 
that's really nice. That's how it should be. Yeah, it's good culture, isn't it? Yeah. How how is that yeah. um, morale help like with workflow? Does that does it obviously keeps keeps everyone happy? Does it or, or is there any times you get arguments or is there anything that's really like when shits hit the fan? Is there, is there anyone where it really like really got a bit angry or? Well, yeah. I mean, like every every once in a while, shit's gonna hit the fan. That's like because you know you're still working with a high time pressure sometimes and uh like especially now with christmas you notice it because the, like the clients are like i want it i want this and i want it now you know like but that's that's you know uh, you you do learn how to deal with stress in an agency i think especially i mean any graphic designer probably but yeah i mean it's eventually you know it's it's fine i mean everybody's gonna freak out a little bit once in a while but i think if if it's really gonna take over the rest of the company that negative vibe then there are some bigger issues than yeah so it's good it's good that it's good yeah, how big is the agency as well uh i think right now we work with about 18 or 19 people that's cool that's cool that they got that family sort of feel with that many people because i guess it can be quite hard to keep that yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's people coming and going, but there's a a steady group that has been there for about uh, I think it's around six people that has been there from uh, they have been there from the beginning onwards, so cool. about twenty years. Um, so you really have that big mixture of like the older uh, expert kind of generation and the younger people coming in. So that really also brings in uh, very interesting conversations when. We're talking about a project and how we're going to handle it. So, well, is, there any, is there any interesting conversations outside of design as well? Like there must be some some funny stuff that's been said, or or some some rude jokes, or, or anything. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like on the graphic department, I work with a guy that's in his forties and a guy who's in his late twenties. So yeah. there's a pretty big age gap between all of us. Um. So, like, on one way, we can relate to each other because we have the exact same sense of humor. But when it comes to, um, you know, like, branding from the old days or graphic design mm -hmm. from the old days, then we have literally no idea. Because the, the guy who's in his 40s, um, he talks about how, uh, like, a, an advertising or a magazine is executed maybe 20 years ago that they had to go to a guy that was, I think they called it like a lithograph in, it, in the Netherlands. Lithograph, yeah. Yeah, like uh, all that kind of stuff. And then uh, going to the printer, printing company um, late at night, like that we have absolutely no idea how that went, went on in the day. I don't think I could. Yeah. <laughs> it's too much work. <laughs> it's too much of a hassle. Like, yeah, yeah. Telling that I'm like, no, I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, you, you got to scan things in, print them, and cut them out. Like I've seen, um, as Anthony Burrell, who who does similar things now, like, he continues that process in some some sense, where he cuts things out and uses a photocopier to uh, to actually make the posters. So it's, it's but that's what they used to do in the old days. They used to like have lines of text and then layer them up yeah. and, and like track them and like by hand and then scan and they. A, a sheet of plastic over the top and then photograph the whole thing together it's crazy crazy long process and the logos would have been drawn up massive as well like meters meter sizes so they can be scaled that's it's just crazy 
Yeah, exactly. And now, like, I remember, like, um, because then my coworker is used to still to like Fork Express and CS6, Adobe CS6, and all that stuff. So right now, what he's saying is like, yeah, these are these, uh, you know, real designers. They don't need all these tricks in Adobe and uh, <laughs> whatever. He's he loves them. Uh, he's like, you know, real designers don't need all those tricks. And I'm like, well, but I love them. So let me use them, please. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't like work without them, you know. So that's, I think that that is, uh, that's rather funny. Yeah. It's uh, our different takes on graphic design in general. So with yourself moving forward, what, what's your plan of action for, for freelancing and how are you going to juggle that with uh, the agency work? Currently, I almost ha like I have my website uh, done. I'm just working on the contents to get that ready. So mostly text. Um, I got the projects ready, but I am planning. I feel like I've interviewed a couple of like freelancers that are really successful at what they do about how they take it. Um, I think if if I'm gonna do this. Um, then I'm gonna like work in it slowly. So then maybe work four days on the agency and then one day freelance and then slowly switch towards that. Um, but of course, you know, starting, um, you know, working uh, after work in the evening, which I don't mind, you know, it's, it's something that I love to do. I think the main thing is just to kind of plan it in yeah. and then just, uh, keep doing that because I think that that is the hardest part for people is to have that discipline to start doing that. I think that I can do that quite easily, but that's eventually where it starts. Yeah. Nice. And what can people expect on your social media coming forward in, into 2019 and, and how are you planning the posts? Are you going to keep doing that sort of stuff or like, so you're going to get a bit different stuff? Yeah. I, I have been thinking about this quite uh, hard, like um, because currently I have the, the three step, uh, the three steps on my Instagram where I uh, explain the process of what I'm doing. But the only problem that I have with uh, the way that I approach these things is that I'm just showing the logo design. Well, mm -hmm. really, it's never really just the logo that I'm doing. It's the whole process and the whole branding uh, and the corporate identity. So uh, I want to still be doing that process, but not necessarily um, be tied to the the three window grid that I'm doing right now, but also posting different things where uh, a certain logo is applied to other things so I can really show the full picture. I'm probably not gonna be as, uh, you know, tied to that grid anymore. I am yeah. gonna show those, uh, that process, but also I think a lot of other stuff because if I'm gonna do freelance branding, then like freelance design, then I want to do full branding projects and not just logo designs. So yeah, that's I cool. should show people that eventually. Yeah, absolutely. That. Nice one. Yeah. And, and that goes, that's a lot to be said for uh, showing people what you want to get back. Uh, I think we might've talked about it last time, but if you just about logos and people just kind of expect a logo and then it's going to attract a different type of audience to someone who's wanting the full rebrand. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm definitely thinking about that myself and, and to think social media, how, how, how easy is it to grow a following? Cause you seem to have done like pretty, pretty well and on growing a following. Yeah. I mean, I haven't posted a long time now, <laughs> which is really bad, but 
I think I've, I mean, I, I've seen the, the growth on Instagram, you know, going, uh, it, it's still going up, but not as fast, of course, as when I was still a lot more active. Were you just creating stuff for Instagram or were you doing it for, for practice or, or were you doing it for actual clients? Because a lot of times I see a lot of people on Instagram just doing stuff for Instagram just for likes. And, and how, how much have you done that in the past? It's, it, was a, it was a mix. I think it's about a third, about a third, maybe a little bit less that was like actual client work or concept for client work um but i was mostly just um trying to get my creativity flow out there and also just doing case studies or you know making logos just to practice really so a lot of the work that i put online there like you said it's not commercial work it was more to you know have Instagram content practice um, to put some stuff out there for people to shoot on as well, so I can learn some more. So it's it's really a mixture. I want to have more commercial stuff out there. Like I think it's always going to be a mixture for me. I guess I guess it's it's great if you're practicing and doing it, but uh, people get sometimes get caught up too much in likes. So it's it's interesting just to know how much how much you were doing of that. Um, so something I've done in the past, especially just creating stuff for the sake of it, just just for Instagram. What sort of tips do you have for people going into into the sort of a new social media enhanced uh, agency life? Yeah, I mean, like specifically the agency life, or just show social media in general. Yeah, both either, both or either. Yeah. Well, I noticed that for social media, it's it's really hard for people to get started, especially girls in design. They feel less comfortable to start posting because they feel judged, but it's fine to feel judged. It is what you learn from. That's the whole reason why you should be posting these things. And what you post doesn't have to be perfect yet. You know, it can still be a work in progress. So just get your get your shit out there, really. If you look but, back, yeah, but if we look huh? back at our old work, if you look back at our old work, we always think that's bad anyway. So you're always going to look back at your old work and think it's bad. So if, you know, yeah, get it out there. I agree with that. It's really good. Yeah, like I still, I like even now, uh, after I posted for so long, I haven't posted for so long on Instagram. I look back now at my feed, and there are some things that are in there that I'm like, how did I ever post this? How did this get so many likes? Because this is shit, really. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you gonna do? You're gonna take that off, or you're gonna keep it on there, or? What's the plan? No, I'm gonna. I I think it's also interesting to keep it on there because when I get started again and I have a very long feed in maybe a couple of years, I can look back and people can see how fast I improve and also mm. what my improvements are. I think that's interesting as well for me as for other people to see. I don't know. I think it's interesting, so I'm just gonna leave it there. I think. Yeah. Nice. That's an interesting yeah. thought. I, I, would have, I, would have, I would have done the opposite. I would have taken it off. So that's good. That's good. Last sort of advice and last sort of uh, anything for young designers, any any tips or anything you want to give them? Anything coming into the design world, what's uh, your number one tip? I think w one big one, just like I said, is just to get your things out there is really important. I think that I wouldn't be sitting here working at that agency or doing what I did do if I put my stuff out there. So I think that that is really important, but mostly, which I think 
unfortunately is still done too much is that when you're designing to not look at the concept or the result as if it's uh, looking cool enough but also why you're doing it i think it's really because and also if you're going into freelance and you know you feel like websites like fiverr or anything they that they um ruin the market it's not that it's really more of an opportunity to improve yourself and get yourself to a whole new level rather than they are ruining the market Hmm. to really see it in a different way eventually i think that's it's a I think it's kind of a rare mindset, but it's a very important mindset if you're going into freelance or agency life. Right. So seeing seeing the meaning behind it rather than, oh, it looks pretty. Yeah. And then also not really look at the negative aspects around how design is viewed because yeah. Uh, I think I've been having this conversation a while back with somebody else, but I think in Russia, for example, that's the example that he was giving that designers that you could literally just like buy a logo on the street for $5 at a, like a local print shop, for example, they are not eventually ruining the market. If you want to be a graphic designer, you're only limited to, um, you know, the limitations that you give to yourself. You have the internet, you have LinkedIn, you have so many, you have Instagram, you have so many opportunities. You don't have to be limited to just your region and just the clients around you. You can literally do anything if you set your mind to it and raise yourself to a higher level so that, you know, you don't have to compete to the people on Fiverr and stuff. So yeah, it's interesting. I think it's an interesting time because I think really branding itself, the concept of of visual branding it really took off since the 70s and i think now we're at a time where like the majority of the people are starting to realize that it's important and not just that small portion of entrepreneurs so i think that that is pretty interesting absolutely awesome uh thank you very much for being on the podcast again hope to have you back again soon uh yeah thank you where can people find you and say hello and and follow your work when it comes out lisa jacobs design on instagram Awesome. And uh, I'm also on uh, on Dribble. It's also Lisa Jacobs. When when's the website going to be up? When when is that planned? Uh, I hope to get it out in January, but it really depends on uh, when the texts are done. I'm having someone written uh, writing the text, uh, so I'm working on that. But basically, the rest is there, ready to go. So nice, awesome. Well, I look forward to it. Thanks very much. <laughs> yes, thank you. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Creative Waffle Podcast. Really hope you enjoyed it. Some really, really good advice and, and sort of tips um, and insight into how agencies work, how they're run. Um, so yeah, I hope you hope you enjoyed it and uh, maybe you got some good information out of it. And if you have, please do leave us a review on iTunes. It really, really would help. Or share it around on social media. Tag a screenshot. Tag us at Creative Waffle. And now it's time for the listener of the week. This week's listener of the week is Jeffrey Maxim, all the way from America. Thank you very much for listening or watching this episode of the podcast. Hope you have a great day. I'll see you in the next one.